Allison Josephs, our very own Allison Josephs, who you can hear on uh, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time with Jew in the City Speaks, is, of course, the founder of Jew in the City. And Jew in the City invites you to the launch of its Hollywood Bureau. Does the uh, Jewish community need a Hollywood Bureau? Well, our friends at Jew in the City think that they certainly do. Uh, to ensure accurate portrayals of Jews in Hollywood. All of this is happening at the premiere of Rock Camp the Movie, uh, the first winner of the Jew in the City Media Awards. Uh, it's happening on uh, Monday, March the 21st. That's this coming Monday night. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. is a full schedule with a VIP after party and everything, all happening at the Florence Gould Hall Theater at 55 East 59th Street in New York City. For information, you can go to Jew in the City on the internet and you could certainly um uh watch the trailer there you could buy your tickets there and uh, you could be part of monday night's event allison josephs a pleasure to welcome you back to jm in the am so wonderful to be back appreciate that so the jewish community needs a hollywood bureau because you rightfully and many others are not satisfied with the way that TV and film portrays members of our community to the international community. Would that be accurate? Correct. And also, that's how it used to be. Now we can also add in streaming services right. um, and, of course, news media. Um, and this is really, you know, what we were founded for almost 15 years ago was to push back at these negative and unfair and stereotypical depictions. And there are other communities, and this was pointed out in one of the articles I read about the event, uh, there are other communities that already, ha already have their own Hollywood bureaus, and I would assume that those communities, like you hope to do, have tremendous influence in terms of the content and the way things are portrayed. Yeah, so um, this is actually all news to me. As I mentioned, I founded Jew in the City almost 15 years ago in 2007 uh, with the goal of changing how the world viewed Orthodox Jews because I saw that media coverage is often so biased and people producing media usually don't know Orthodox Jews. They only know the worst that our community produces and they don't know any of the kindness or any of the exceptional people that are so common in our world. And so for years we used social media, uh, connecting with reporters and occasional op-ed. Um, about half a dozen years ago, I tried to figure out how to get onto a consulting list within Hollywood after speaking to a director of a big TV show who had done a bad job on Orthodox Jews, and he admitted to me that he could have done better. And we spent some time talking to every from Jew that's in Hollywood, and we could not figure out what list there was or didn't seem to be a list. Over the summer, in passing, someone mentioned to me that the Muslim community has something called MPAC Hollywood Bureau. Wow. And I'm looking this up, and I'm like, Wait, so uh, apparently the Jews, supposedly the Jews control Hollywood, and yet look at how well the Muslim community has organized themselves. And the truth is that I've seen hijabs all over the place recently. I'm sure everyone listening has as well. And they are being shown in a positive way. There's a positive side to modesty. You know, a number of years ago, we saw Muslims as terrorists over and over again. You won't see that depiction anymore because the Muslim community rightly spoke out to say that this was endangering them and they needed another version of their story to be told. Um, there's a show on Amazon Prime called Jack Ryan where there's this black Muslim guy. He's one of the guys. You'd watch a ball game with him. He's not a perfect person, but he's a likable person. And then he gets up to Davin Muslim Mincha in the middle of one of the scenes. And I'm watching this show, and I'm thinking, when can I get one of my guys to do this? So here I'm thinking that the Muslim community has organized so well. And a little bit after we discovered this and started talking about it, we tried to tag MPAC Hollywood Bureau on Instagram. And by mistake, I tagged NAACP Hollywood Bureau. And I think to myself, wait. 
the black community has this too. And then I go to Google and I do a search Asian Hollywood Bureau. And sure enough, the Asian community has one too. And at that point, it occurred to me that basically everyone is organized, including the dwarf community. The dwarf community recently spoke up against Disney's uh, newest uh, you know, version of Snow White. They're going to be doing a live action Snow White and a famous dwarf actor sounded off to say, we're sick of your stereotypical depictions. And Disney responded saying we are working with the dwarf community to make sure that these depictions are fair and accurate. And for people that told me that we're too small for anyone to care about, you know, it seems like truly every group right now is standing up for themselves. And why shouldn't they? So, yeah, what we're looking for are not just being a pedantic, judgmental, annoying people like we're shown. Sometimes they give us a little bit of wisdom, but it's you know far outweighed by how annoying the character is. We've seen again and again the character that has to run from their religion with the Mayan Orthodox life, unorthodox, the awakening of Matthew Walkenbrook. I mean, we tracked a dozen ex-Orthodox films and TV shows in the last 20 years, unscientifically. It was on a scientific study, whereas for the Christian community, we found about five in 20 years, and that community is 66 times larger. We cannot find any mainstream ex-Muslim shows. So this continuous repetition of leaving Judaism sends a pretty strong message to the viewer that these are disgusting people, and it's best if you run away from them. And then we think about anti-Semitism. How does that convert into people's sentiments of Jews? How does that convert into our sentiments about ourselves? Are we going to get to a point where uh, Hollywood is going to have to avoid these topics completely? I mean, are we going to get to a point, like, I mean, if your bureau is successful, will this whole genre of uh, producing programs that do depict Jews leaving the religion or resenting the religion. Is that going to end? Is that the goal? I mean, look, I'm not sure. I, I think, you know, um, the black community, you know, um, is pretty sensitive to having, you know, um, ghetto type of, uh, you know, characters. They're showing a lot more educated characters. The Hispanic community is sensitive about uh, service type of characters. They're, you know, are drug cartels. Is it to say that these characters never happen anymore? I'm not sure if they never happen, but it has to be done wholly and, and you know, um, authentically. And the other piece that I would note with our, you know, half a dozen plus experience working in our Makom branch with our ex-Hasidic, ex-Haredi members. I feel so strongly now. Um, these are stories of dysfunction. And let me add that dysfunction can come about in families that are loving, that try their best, that really try to do right by their children. But the thing about intergenerational dysfunction, and we've been a people that has gone through a lot of trauma. Right. So unless someone has flagged for you that a certain pattern may be quashing your child, may be silencing their voice, may not make them feel holy, held, and loved, unless the parent or the child learns about the pattern, this can continue. So people may not recognize the dysfunction they were raised with. They may not recognize the dysfunction they are raising their children with. So I would be okay with stories that show people leaving, but examining it from the psychological perspective of what the larger story was. Because for these stories that I've seen and for the, the people that we work with, and there are hundreds of MACO members, these are people that have the same patterns over and over again. And if these dysfunctional patterns, and in some cases straight-out abuse, if these things happened in any other setting, Christian, Muslim, secular, they would have the same feelings of wanting to run and not being settled in their own skin and not feeling securely attached. 
Jew in the City invites you to the launch of its Hollywood Bureau. Now, what is the Hollywood Bureau? Is this literally going to be an office on the spot in Hollywood? Is this going to be a uh, uh, an international effort where you have a uh, a committee that's paying careful attention uh, to different aspects of what's coming out on the uh, on the TV, film, streaming services, etc.? How's this going to work practically? Yeah, so basically I didn't know how to start a Hollywood bureau, um, but I didn't know how to start really anything that we've ever done in this organization before. And my feeling is, you know, if you're going to fly a plane or, you know, do brain surgery, you have to have formal training. For a lot of other things in life, you can kind of figure it out as you go. So I began this process um, by just deciding that we were going to do this, and I began to reach out to the other bureaus. I have to give so much credit to the head of MPAC Hollywood Bureau, Sue Obeidy, was really the first one to open up this conversation for me. We spoke at the end of Thanksgiving, just to give you a sense of how quickly this has moved. Um, and as I spoke to the different bureaus, she made interest to different bureaus, different bureau heads made interest to different executives. Um, what they explained to us is the following. Um, their bureaus act as consultants, so they are available to bring consultants into TV shows, movies, streaming services. Um, they do writer's labs, which means that they get writers from their community hired to be in the writer's room when their stories are told. Um, they do impact studies, so that's something that we're raising money right now. There has not been an exhaustive impact study um, on the Jewish community, particularly the Orthodox community. Well, the Orthodox community ever, and the Jewish community, the last one was done over 20 years ago. Um, what we can do with this study, um, and this is by like a major academic institution, we'll be able to track on TV shows, news media, movies, streaming services, all the instances of bias and negative, you know, uh, information about uh, Orthodox Jews and then also anti-Semitic tropes that get repeated. Then they're going to put these clips in front of focus groups. We're going to see how non-Jews react, and I'm pretty sure it's going to increase negative feelings about Jews. Put the uh, clips in front of Jews. I'm pretty sure it's going to increase Jewish shame, which makes Jews turn away from their heritage. And we know that Kiddush Hashem makes Jews lean into their heritage, because that's what we've been doing on a micro level for all these years. So we're going to raise money for an impact study. Um, they do, uh, you know, they speak on panels at different um, media events, and you have to, you know, pay for things like Sundance and speaking at Variety. Um, and then they do these media awards. So the uh, NAACP, they started their Hollywood Bureau 80 years ago, um, and they've been doing the Image Awards right. for all those years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these other groups have the media awards. And so we're basically building out exactly what the other groups are doing. Um, sort of round two of our fundraising will include hiring someone out in L.A. to manage this locally. Um, but in the meantime, it's about developing the relationships with these networks and studios. Thank God we've already had meetings with NBC, CBS. We're set to meet Disney. We've met other executives along the way. We're being met with so much positivity, so much warmth. It never occurred to them how they're treating us. But when we start the conversation and explain the different instances of the different patterns that we see, um, there's really a lot of understanding, and they're seeing that they've been breaking their own rules. Pretty amazing. Really doing great work, as usual. Jew in the City, Allison Joseph is with us. Uh, you're invited to the launch of its Hollywood Bureau. It's happening this coming Monday night at the Florence Gould Hall Theater on East 59th Street in New York City. Uh, you can go to Jew in the City uh, on the uh, on the web and uh, get all the information and register for the event. Now, you've chosen to do this in, uh, I guess we'd say, in uh, cooperation with the New York City premiere of Rock Camp the Movie, which features our good friend David Fishoff. Uh, why is this a, uh, a perfect match uh, the launch of the Hollywood Bureau and the premiere of Rock Camp, the movie for this coming Monday night. Um, because you know what they do, and the truth is that I have to say, because it's all moved so quickly, we had in mind to do 
premiere of this movie, Rock Camp the Movie, featuring David Fishoff, who is a music and sports agent, and he's really an Orthodox Jewish all-star. You know, on another year, um, we would have given him that award, in, award instead. But we had this idea we wanted to do a premiere, and as we were planning the premiere, and simultaneously I was learning about these other bureaus, and one of their programs is a media award, and I realized we have to make these two events coincide. We'll screen the movie here, um, because people, even though Rock Camp the Movie isn't uh, a very Jewish movie, um, it's all about David's life of being an agent, you know, to top ball players and, you know, musicians like Ringo Starr and, you know, being observant and from the whole way. Yep. Um, and then this rock camp that he started. Um, and, it, you know, even though he's not doing Jewish things the entire time, his Jewish values inspire, you know, the way he behaves throughout all of it. Um, and he told them he didn't care to be in the movie unless they let him include that he's orthodox that he wears a yarmulke, and that his father is a Holocaust survivor. And because they let him frame himself like that and then do his thing as the movie continues, we really saw that this is exactly the kind of depiction we want Hollywood to do of our community. A lot of times, not only are Jews, religious Jews, in TV shows and movies touching props, like challah or Shabbos candles or wrapped in the tallest, they also become props. You know, our community is brought into scenes to do something specifically Jewish, and then we leave when the Jewish thing is stopped being done, um, as opposed to being a character in a story that has a full range of emotions and a full range of life experiences, and also, um, you know, Jewish observances and wisdom and values are interwoven into their person. So we never get the latter. We only get the former. So um, as these things were coming together, we realized this is really uh, an amazing way to recognize the film that's on Prime and Apple TV right now. And David has acknowledged that although this movie is not, you know, very, very Jewish, the amount of Judaism that's in it has inspired countless people to increase their observance. And when I heard that, that's really the definition of Kiddush Hashem, him being a proudly observant Jew, and then it inspiring other Jews to want to lean into their Judaism. Oh, so, um, no yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to be making our own video of David to tell even more of his Jewish story that the movie did not include before we give him an award. We're also producing a mini documentary right now on the problematic history of uh, Jews in Hollywood. We're producing that with a Hollywood production team called Film Co Media. Uh, the the place is co-headed by uh, a very seasoned TV writer producer, Jonathan Prince. Um, and so we're going to be debuting that mini documentary um, that evening as well. And we're very excited to show the continuous negative portrayals and then what we see as the obvious link to anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic acts. Jew in the City invites you to the launch of its Hollywood Bureau at the New York City premiere of Rock Camp, the movie, featuring our good friend David Fishoff, who is, in fact, uh, uh, as you heard uh, Allison describe, a Kiddush Hashem in terms of how he approaches uh, the work he does. Um, it's happening at the Florence Gould Hall Theater on East 59th Street in New York City. It's coming Monday night. Doors open at 6.30. The premiere starts at 7.15. There'll be a live jam session afterwards with Simon Kirk of Bad Company. There'll be a VIP after party, movie concessions, silent auction, a whole bunch of stars, and plenty more. You can actually watch the trailer online. You could register online as well. JewInTheCity.com. JewInTheCity.com has the info. Again, JewInTheCity.com. Allison, anything else regarding uh, registration or information you'd like to uh, uh, you'd like to add? Yeah, so I just want to note now, Jews like to wait till the last minute to get their tickets. <laughs> um, when we've done, anyone listening may recognize that statement. You're being, um, you're being, st done, you're being stereotypical. <laughs> uh, it's true, and yet I've, uh, I've planned events now for, uh, this is our seventh uh, large event. 
Um, yeah, we like to do things on Jewish time generally. This is a small theater. Um, the last time we did an event was Alice Tully Hall, where we had a thousand seats available. This is a small theater with 360 seats available. Um, it's a beautiful theater. It's a very swanky place. Um, we cannot guarantee space um, in this theater. Um, we had, you know, 600 people in a snowstorm two and a half years ago, pre-COVID. Um, our following and, you know, sort of uh, people knowing about us has only grown tremendously since then. If you're listening right now and you want to be there, um, I would highly recommend to go out to our website, jewinthecity.com slash JITC Media Awards. Um, get your ticket right away because we cannot guarantee space. If you wait till after Purim and say, okay, now let's see what's available, we cannot promise you that there will be space available. All right. Should be a very cool Monday night with uh, uh, really an amazing goal, and that is to establish and launch the to launch and establish the Hollywood Bureau uh, under the uh, Jew in the City umbrella. Very important work. Uh, again, JewInTheCity.com has all the information. Register for the event for Monday night and enjoy. And again, Mazel Tov to David Fishoff. And everybody associated with Rock Camp, the movie, there is, as uh, Allison described, even though it's not a Jewish movie, there are plenty of uh, important uh, Jewish and Orthodox uh, values uh, that are portrayed uh, from the work that David does um, at the Rock Camp. Allison, good luck with this. This is really, as you described, this is really much needed and really important. And uh, thanks for taking this initiative, and good luck on Monday night. And thanks so much for the great chat. Have a great day. Appreciate that. Uh, JewInTheCity.com, everybody. JewInTheCity.com, Monday night, the launch of its Hollywood Bureau, Rock Camp, the movie, New York City premiere. Should be really, really cool. Get your reservations in and uh, get ready to enjoy. And, yes, Purim is Thursday. That's a uh, That may distract people from taking care of stuff they need to do for next week. So make sure to uh, get to the web, get the registration going, and to be there Monday night for a very fun and important event. More coming up. It's Tuesday at JM and the AM.